over the years, I always got closer and closer to experimentalists so that the work that I was doing um, reflected something that could be measured in the lab. Welcome to the YU Ideas podcast, where values-based education meets today's challenges and opportunities with your host, Rabbi Dr. Stuart Halpern. Today's guest is Chair of the Department of Physics, Yeshiva College, and Katz Graduate School of Science and Health, Dr. Freddie Zipman. Professor Zipman, your research and your work is actually extending beyond the physics classroom to the halls of medicine. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, one of your current projects that is solving a pressing medical challenge? Oh, hi, yes, uh, thank you for having me here. Uh, yeah, you are right. Uh, what, one of the projects I'm working on, uh, it's um, at the um, interface between uh, physics and medicine. And um, the, the problem from the medical community is that uh, for certain type of diseases, the, um, that community is trying to, to um, identify small traces of iron in the brain because it seems like the, there is a correlation between that and um, Parkinson or Alzheimer's or other diseases. So from my physics perspective, the question is, can we get a signal that is uh, large enough so that um, the, the traces can be measured. Well, um, the technology that uh, in the medical communities used to, to try to, to measure this, the, the amount of iron is uh, MRI, which by now is very well known technique, magnetic resonance imaging. And um, again, the problem is that with the current technology, the, um, the signal is very weak. So can we mm. do something with, uh, from the physics uh, perspective to, uh, to address that problem? That's, that's the project I'm, I'm working on right now, one of the projects. And um, there are actually two students at Yeshiva College working on, on the project. One is doing uh, fully uh, computational work uh, using um, images uh, um, obtained from um, Al Albert Einstein College of Medicine, mm. and we are processing the, the information. And then the other student is doing, um, the, uh, is addressing the same question, but from a purely theoretical point of view. And so the same problem from different perspectives. And the, the, the question is, can we um, enhance the, um, the traces? Can we enhance mm -hmm. the signal actually? And so, okay, so what, what it amounts to is that uh, this is a, a problem in electromagnetism. And um, we, um, we know that uh, iron in certain tissues in the brain or anywhere else uh, is connected with a physical property that is called permeability um, and uh, a related property that is called susceptibility. And... Um, uh, so what we do is after we obtain an image from, um, from the MRI, we look at the pixels and we assign uh, different uh, values of this uh, susceptibility to different tissues. The most important ones are, of course, white matter, gray matter, and there is a region of um, cerebrospinal fluid that is a little bit more conductive. And so we assign values to those tissues susceptibility, those values are not known 
but we just um, make our best guess for to what they are. And once that information is given, we developed um, a computer algorithm based on electromagnetism that um, will tell us what is the distribution of magnetic fields around the head into the air. So by doing that, we have at least computationally more information than what is available in a regular MRI run. Hmm. Um, and uh, the, okay, so, but this was actually run. If we knew what the values of uh, susceptibilities were, then this would be beautiful, hmm. but we don't. And so what we need to do is to run it many times for different values. And what we do then is that once we have this uh, magnetic field, we reduce the information to make it comparable with what they have in the clinical arena, mm -hmm. and we match the results the best we can. And so that match gives us a measure of those uh, susceptibilities. And then once we have the susceptibility, we immediately can, uh, can know what uh, the concentration of iron is in a particular tissue. Now, the difficulty with this is that the first part of the problem, which is physics-based and is to solve the, um, the electromagnetic uh, problem, um, involves, as I said, um, solving the, um, the electromagnetic problem for a given distribution of tissues. But since we don't know what the values of the susceptibilities for each tissue, the match with the experiment requires a different type of algorithm, mm. which um, is um, we are doing. We are using least squared minimizations, which yeah. is a typical problem in um, optimization um, research. And uh, what you do is you try to match uh, two pieces of information. In this case, the, um, the the work coming from the computational work that we do and the one that comes from the the clinical um, experiment. And um, then we try to minimize the difference, and that minimization gives us the optimal parameters. Uh, okay, so then, as I said, there is another uh, aspect, another leg of this uh, project that is uh, purely theoretical, but that is uh, of a completely different nature. We are actually taking uh, very, very simple shapes. And like physicists, we like to do this type of things. We assume, for example, that the head is a sphere mm -hmm. or, or that this, the, the, the head is a, is a sphere with a couple of layers inside. The, of course, that's not true, but it allows us to get very, very simple, relatively simple solutions to the problem. And although this doesn't represent the reality, it is useful because it will tell us um, how sensitive the method could be. Mm. And so if we assign different values to the different uh, layers in that uh, model brain, we can see whether two different susceptibilities can actually be measured in an MRI machine. Mm. All right. So. And what motivates you? You, you, can, uh, you just alluded to theory. You can, of course, be uh, concentrating solely on theory and, and textbooks, but yet you're driven to, to solve practical world, world problems. What, what drives you? Yeah, okay, so this is a very interesting question because it goes back to my time as a student. So I actually, I, I do like a lot uh, the theoretical problems, and, um, and I started long time ago 
uh, I started my career as a physicist doing uh, theoretical particle physics. Um, but at some point, even though the, the, the mathematics was interesting, for my personal taste, it wasn't exactly what I was looking for mm. because um, uh, it was very, very far removed from something that, um, I, I mean, I, I got into physics because I wanted to understand nature. And uh, by doing that mathematics, I personally, I know that many people like that, so it's my personal view of this thing. But for me personally, it didn't work that uh, the mathematics was not uh, representing anything that could be measured out there. And so even though I kept doing um, theoretical work and computational work, uh, I, over the years, I always got closer and closer to experimentalists so that the work that I was doing um, reflected something that could be measured in the lab. And so in that sense, I've had, you know, I, I have uh, done a lot of work with um, industry and with federal agencies, like for example, with NASA, and all the problems were always of the type that I'm describing. So I'm, I'm actually developing the theory based on physical principles, but um, there is something uh, at the end that can be measured. Well, for all your incredible efforts, taking our students intellectually to the moon, if you will, we appreciate all your incredible work. Thank you so much, Dr. Zivin. Yeah, thank you for having me here. The Why You Ideas podcast is a production of the Office of the Provost of Yeshiva University and Uri Westridge. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review if you like what you're listening to. We want to hear from our listeners. Write to us at shalpern at yu.edu. In the meantime, stay deeply rooted and forward-focused.